You're listening to the Double A Balls Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Romanella. Ain't no loyalty in this game. If the cup was to be in a strip club, I feel like the cup would be getting dollar bills thrown at it. And Anthony Rinaldi. Get some beer. Get some whatever. Start celebrating. We're throwing single dollar bills at the ladies out there. He is still doing a keg stand from game five. The show starts now. Ladies, it's Pimps 2. Go and brush your shoulders off. This is crazy, baby. Don't forget that boy told you kid. Hello and good morning. This is indeed the Dab Podcast Friday Morning Dab Edition 22, Anthony. I am your host, Andrew Romanella. And yes, this beautiful voice you're about to hear is my partner, Anthony Rinaldi. Andrew, dilly dilly. Was that Cleveland? Cleveland? Holy crap, Andrew. Funny story before we get started. My wife goes to me, hey, is it true Cleveland hasn't won a game in like 634 <laughs> times? I said, yes, darling. It's been 635 games since Cleveland won. You can imagine how excited Brands, Browns fans are. And who did the Cleveland beat? That's the best part of the whole story. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that makes you happy as an AFC East contender. How, why do you think I'm so happy this early on a Friday morning? Because not only – did the Browns defeat the New York Jetropolitans for the first time in 635 days. But number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield, was the reason the Browns even competed in that football game because up until Tyrod Taylor got hurt with about two minutes remaining in the first half, it was all New York Jets. I didn't, unfortunately, I missed the, the entrance he made to the game, but I heard, I heard the stadium was electric. I heard, uh, the whole, heard the whole place went bananas, and I mean everything that Cleveland wants or wanted in that number one pick, I think you know showed up last night in Cleveland to unlock the Bud Light coolers, Andrew. That's funny because my brother was texting me last night. He's like, "Are you watching this game?" And literally, one of the first things I said back to him was, "The crowd sounds different. Like you sitting on your couch in your living room watching Thursday night football, and you just pump up the volume." And you, you say to yourself, wow, it's different. And you could hear it. And you heard the Baker Mayfield chance while Tyrod Taylor was like two for eight with like two yards on like his first eight ta- passing attempts. He just looked really bad and then goes into concussion protocol and it gives Baker Mayfield a chance. And we would be remiss though, Anthony, that we didn't let everybody know that this podcast is sponsored by Digme Nation and by VM Sports. Head over to digmenation.com, use promo code DIGTHEDAB18 across the board. The DAB podcast is the official sports podcast of the guy in the tie. That is digmenation.com, promo code DIGTHEDAB18. And of course, vm-sports.com. Head over to the event on December 2nd, Dinner with Legends. Use the promo code DAB, that's D-A-A-B. Receive 25% off your tickets and a chance to meet four world Series champion, New York Yankees. Got off the phone with VM last night. Anthony, he's fired up. The event sounds great. So all we need is the people to be there with us. So that's digmination.com and that is vm-sports.com. And lastly, before we get on it, because I'm so pumped about the Browns beating the Jets. Anthony, it's Instagram and it's Twitter. Social media blitz. 
dab podcast on both and you got to hit our website dabpodcast.com well it's our 22nd friday dab anthony as i said in what i thought was the the hard open but i guess because we got so excited about the football conversation we almost played a soft open into this friday morning so you're watching this unfold last night i know we're texting back and forth and you're flipping back and forth between ballers on hbo which is a fantastic show <laughs> we could have a old dab on that one but we should, we should Andrew. We should have you, we should have the rock on the podcast. We, we listen okay. along with Brian Cashman and the other guys we have lined up. We'll see if we can fit him in. But exactly, you flip back over from Ballers, and I'm guessing as you flip back over, you see Baker Mayfield trotting back onto the field, and you're probably saying to yourself, "What happened? Did he get benched?" Because I'm sure if you flipped in at that moment in time, you just assumed, looking at the scoreboard, fourteen nothing, that Tyrod was playing so bad they pulled him and put Baker Mayfield in. I just turned it on. Andrew when it was 14-3. So I missed the whole opening Baker drive. So I wasn't really sure what happened. And, 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 and then you told me it was, a, I believe he's in the concussion protocol. And you never want to see anybody hurt. But I feel like Cleveland, I feel like they were just itching. You know, he, he's the number one overall draft pick. No offense to Tyrod Taylor. You know, he took Buffalo to the, uh, to the playoffs last year. And you look at what they're doing now. They're a freaking dumpster fire. So you got to think Tyrod could play a little football. But I don't know, man. You just saw the electric. I, and even Hugh Jackson uh, stopped the, the interview at the halftime. And it was like, because uh, they, they were asking, you know, is, is Baker going to start second half? What, what, what's going on with Tyrod? He was like, wait. He goes, did you feel the energy in the stadium when he came in? Like, everybody was entranced by Baker Mayfield. And frankly, as a number one pick, I think Cleveland just needs to keep it going. Just let the Baker trade. It's, it's already started. You hate losing your job to uh, injury if you're Tyrod Taylor. But, I mean, if, if Cleveland wants to do anything or you know, want, wants to keep the, the hype train moving, Andrew, I think you got to start Baker Mayfield next week. Part of me feels like when the Cleveland Browns coaching staff sat down and, and we did get to get an in-depth look on the, in the, into their process as a coaching staff while we were watching Hard Knocks. But part of me, after watching last night's game, feels like the Cleveland Browns almost knew this was going to happen. Like, you know what? He showed us in the preseason he could probably start game number one because the way I saw it, if I'm watching Sam Darnold play on the other side for the New York Jets, then there's no reason why Baker Mayfield shouldn't have started on opening day. But to my point, they knew that this was a real possibility, that bringing him in mid-game, bringing him in maybe at home, but bringing him into a situation where it was just the perfect spot was probably almost better than starting him on opening day because the Browns fans got hope with Tyrod Taylor on opening day. Like you said before, Anthony, he was a playoff quarterback last year for the Buffalo Bills who haven't been in the playoffs in 20 years until Tyrod Taylor led them there, even got benched in the middle of the season and brought back because they realized that's how important he was. So he comes to the Browns. The Browns have won in 600 days at that point. And you say to yourself, hey, you know what? Maybe we got something here. And that was what the I thought Troy Aikman and Joe Buck did such a great job of portraying on the broadcast is the reason why Browns fans were so mad in the first set quarter and most of the second quarter until Baker Mayfield came in was not because of Tyrod Taylor. It's because they came into a game for the first time in two and a half years and they had expectations, Anthony, and those expectations almost got shattered quick, so quick that it was almost like they were, it wasn't the losing for two, two years 
that they were mad at when they were booing at that moment in time. It was almost like that moment in time they were mad at. And that's why, regardless of injury, Baker Mayfield made sense starting the third quarter. Andrew, I mean, Cleveland started what? Uh, should, should have started 2-0. Oh. I mean, they had two very winnable games, but they found a way in Cleveland style to not win them. And 634 days later, your number one overall pick comes in and the crowd goes nuts. You saw the coaching staff probably got a little more excited. You saw the playbook open up a little bit. Uh, and you saw Baker just do what Baker does. And I think the Jets obviously didn't have a game plan for Baker. It's a short week. You know, it's a, this is their third game in 11 days for the Jets. So obviously they might have had a small little, you know, practice thing with Baker, but they didn't know Baker was going to come in. Obviously, you never planned for that. So we'll see. Same thing with Sam Darnold in week one. The, you know, the Lions really didn't have any tape on him, so you don't know what he's going to do. And Duke comes out throwing, and he has a hell of a game. But he's come back to earth the last two games. So I, I think there's, I think we need to kind of, kind of lower the expectations of Baker. You know, obviously Cleveland's not going to go to the playoffs right now after this one win. You know, after a half of football, you know, he, he's probably going to help you. But I don't think he's going to bring it to the playoffs. He's got to do this, that, and the other thing for Cleveland. But it's definitely a start in the right direction. But I think once teams start to get the, the film on Baker, you're going to see Baker come back to earth a little bit and not have, you know, such a clean pocket. He's not going to be able to go, what do you go for, like 10 of like 13 passes for like 250 yards last night? I mean, he, he was seven of 17 for 23, 201 yards. Now, and remember, he did fumble the football, I think, twice. Uh, one time was recovered by his offensive lineman, which was awesome because he ran the ball nine yards ended up not being able to be advanced because it was actually Baker Mayfield's third play officially in the NFL fumbles the football. There's about um, 48 seconds left on the clock. They're trying to go down at the end of the half. So that's the first fumble. And then the second fumble actually was when they went for two, when it was 14 to 12. And that actually was you know, obviously it doesn't matter. They're going for two, but he didn't lose the football there. That ends up coming back. They get two, which just goes them tying the game. So you're right, Anthony. He's a rookie. Like we can't, we got to, we got to temper our expectations. Like, yeah, his energy sparked that comeback and sparked the Browns first win in two and a half years. But I think I can equate this the most to baseball. You're only as good as your next, your momentum's only as good as your next day's starter. So Baker Mayfield's momentum, his energy, his excitement for the Cleveland Browns is only as good as his next start in the National Football League. If he comes out, hey, everyone, look at Sam Darnold, the guy he just beat. After week one, everyone in the NFL was losing their mind. Oh, my God, the Giants are so stupid. How could they draft Saquon Barkley? Sam Darnold's about to be the next Joe Montana and win the Super Bowl for the New York Jets. I'm not saying he's not going to be a good quarterback. I'm just saying watch weeks two and weeks three before you watch weeks one to get an idea of what the 2018 campaign is going to be like for the Jets. And I think you'd agree with this statement because you kind of just said it about Baker, but let's watch weeks number four, weeks number five, number six after they have tape on him after he's gotten a starter two underneath his belt. And then let's see what Baker Mayfield could do in 2018. I'm not doubting Ant, that he's going to be a good quarterback in 19, 20, 21, 22 and beyond. But right now I'm just saying, let's slow the roll. Cause I don't think this means now that the Browns could all of a sudden go eight, six and one and be in the playoffs. I was, as I was thinking about this late, you know, earlier in, in, in the morning, I was like, oh, man. I was like, I'm Cleveland. And I'm so hyped up. And it's, it's the first win in six in almost two years since last 
Christmas Eve 2016. I mean, that city, I bet you no one's going to work today. They probably threw a parade. Well, and you said the thing about the Bud Light. Are you serious? Everyone's got to be hammered all up and down the streets of Cleveland. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, listen, Cleveland's got nothing now. Unfortunately, you know, LeBron <laughs> left. It's really the, I mean, got it. You had, a, I mean, Cleveland Brown probably has one of the most loyal fan bases in the world. And I just did some quick little uh, research, and Cleveland's going to be going to Oakland next week. So listen, I mean, that's a very winnable game for for Baker Mayfield. If he's going to be the starter, obviously we don't know with Tyrod and uh, concussion protocol. So it'll be an interesting week for him and and for them. And I mean, honestly, if you're Hugh Jackson, you know, it's just your first win, and I can't tell you how long. I mean, it's going to be kind of hard not to start Baker Mayfield, even though even if Tyrod is ready, um, I think I think you got to see what this kid has. I think you got to see what he can bring. On a, you know, to a full game, see how he prepares during the week. And, uh, I mean, if that was one thing during the draft, it was everybody was, you know, this kid, is, he has, the, he has the, the mental makeup, he has the poise. You know, the only thing really keeping him down was his size. And you see guys like Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, you know, smaller quarterbacks who have success, and you got to hope that, you know, Baker Mayfield becomes one of those and doesn't become, you know, a Johnny Manziel type where it's just uh, a flash in the pan and then he's done. You know, I think... I think Cleveland might have made the right choice going with Baker. You know, he's got an attitude. He's got a little bit of flair. And, you know, you need that in a city like Cleveland. And, you know, I think, I think the future is bright for Cleveland. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to temper my expectations a little bit because, give me, like you said, week five and six and seven, that's when teams will have full, you know, full video on Baker. And we'll see if he can, if he can you know, scatter out of the pocket and hit those, hit those wide receivers like he did against the Jets. But I think that was just more of a – you know, it's Thursday night football, short week, Jets unpre- not unprepared, but just that's, that's, that's a tough task for any traveling team to come on a short week, come play football. And I just think that, I think the Cleveland Browns just, you know, it was, it was just not, not, not luck, but it was just a matter of, you know, they finally did the things right and they finally completed the game. And you saw, and I keep going back to it, but you saw the energy Baker Mayfield brought to this team. And I'm sure it, it sparked a life into Jarvis Landry. It sparked life into Antonio Callaway. You know, Carlos Hyde got me two touchdowns in fantasy. That's what I'm talking about, Andrew. <laughs> Cleveland was hype last night. I know. And, and, and Jarvis Landry, for me, even though the Dolphins traded him, he's still a regular pick for me in fantasy. He got me like 12.9 points or something like that. And, you know, it's going to be different when a team has tape on him. I'm going to say that again. And that is why I think in the second half, what happened, happened. But Baker Mayfield spoke with Scott Ben Pelt last night on the late sports center. And this is what he had to say after the game, uh, essentially about enjoying the win, but really handling, handling their business moving forward. Um, you know what? That's why a Thursday win is great. You know, we get to enjoy this win right now. Uh, then get to watch some games on Sunday and get back to work. You know, we, we talk about splitting up the season into four quarters and that was the third game of the first quarter. So got to handle business next week in Oakland. I love that. I love that. You know, in the back of his mind, in the back of Hugh Jackson's mind, in the, in the back of Jim Dorsey's mind, and in the back of all of our minds as fans and people that are going to dissect this every way and twice on Sunday are saying, who's starting next week? And instead of Baker Mayfield even going there, he just talks about how we as a team want to split the season up into four and we just want to get ready for next week. And one thing I had to note, Anthony, when Tyrod Taylor – in early in the second quarter was not playing very well. He was looking a little injured. He was getting checked out by the trainers for his lower back. He came up slightly limping on one sack. 
the Browns got their first first down in what felt like the entire game, and it quite possibly could have been or only their second. And Tyrod Taylor completed his first pass for over two yards the entire game. And there was a video clip went to the sidelines. Baker Mayfield, who had his helmet on because he was getting prepared in the event that Tyler Taylor got hurt, which eventually happened, was pumping his fist, pointing for the first down line, high-fiving people, not even caring. Or thinking that, oh, man, maybe if Tyrod has a bad drive, I'm in. Or, hey, if he, if he really gets pounded on this one, I'm probably in this football game. Couldn't even care. And I also do think that things like that, being a good teammate, I believe in football gods. I believe in baseball gods. I believe in the game gives back. I believe in all those things. And I think Baker Mayfield, the perception that most people had of him in college or, or coming in because of maybe some of the quote-unquote antics he did, like a stabbing the flag, Oklahoma flag in the middle of Ohio state after a victory gave people the wrong impression. But I think what we're seeing is the most, the best thing about this kid is not his football playing ability, but it's his makeup in the locker room. And he, you know, he obviously got some, some heat in Oklahoma. Like you said, he spikes the flag in Ohio state. I love that as a Penn state fan, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. That made my day. And then he goes and grabs his crotch, you know, at Kansas and t- tells them, you know, go play basketball. So listen, He's he's a little fiery, you know, and that's that's not a bad that's not a bad attribute to have for your quarterback is you know a little feistiness. You want to have uh, a little bit of attitude coming in there because you know this is the NFL. All these guys want to uh, want to prove a point. Or, or watching some of the highlights now, I mean, just, just dude's just throwing. He threw some darts. And he did at a at a six foot frame, six foot one. If he's you know on his tippy toes, I mean he's got he's he's gonna be you know he's some big old lineman. He's gonna have to make those passes. He you know, he made some nice touch passes. Right now, Cleveland's running Cleveland, Cleveland, a little fake off of the Philly, the Philly, Philly play that got him that two-point conversion. I mean, that was great play calling by by, by Todd Haley. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of this uh, kind of funky playbook stuff for, with, with Baker. You know, Cleveland's going to have to do some some funky things. It's, they have the personnel. This division is for the grab up up for the grab this year. I mean, Cincinnati's two and zero, but are they for real, Andrew? We spent time talking about that. We don't know yet. Yeah, I think I think Pittsburgh. I mean, are they going to write the ship? I mean, Baltimore's one and one. I think this 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 AFC uh, North is uh, basically anyone's uh, anyone's game. And I think Cleveland, for the first time, and I mean, obviously two years, I think they believe that they, they actually belong up there. And sadly, they should be three and zero, Andrew. Yeah, and I still am going to sit behind. In week seven, I'll tell you, because I need to see what happens. And I know that's a, maybe that's a cop-out answer, Ant, and that's fine. You can pound me for it. That's cool. That oh, podcast. That podcast. I'm going to start the social media blitz on you. That's exactly what I was about to say. But at the end of the day, that's just the fact of the NFL. That is the fact of the NFL. And, and I'm, I'll sit behind Sam Darnold, and I'll sit behind every other rookie quarterback that's came and gone that probably went like a roller coaster. Great week, bad week, great, great week, bad week, because – Everyone's smarter than the rookie quarterback and most defensive coordinators understand how to manipulate and change the look over the course of a game, especially on a rookie quarterback now because the offenses that they run in college are nothing like the NFL. So you flip this to this other sideline. How do you bounce back if you're the New York Jets, A, Anthony, but B, and Todd Bowles right here explains what went wrong for the New York Jets. To give them life before the half, we had two of them there. We had one on a two-point conversion, and we had no business having, and we let them back in the game with some key penalties, and it cost us. And we lost our composure, and I told the team that we lost our composure, and we should be pissed off up to 
until we play the game next weekend, and that's the way it's going to be. But we'll get back. We're going to have a good football team, and we'll get back to work on Monday, and we'll get ready for Jackson. You hear it, Anthony. You, you, you really hear the disappointment in his voice, and how do you respond from this? They got a tough, they got a tough task going against uh, Jacksonville. They're going to be no easy is, – is that a home with Meadowlands or is that Jacksonville? Either way, that's going to be a tough game. And you kind of hear it in his voice. He sounds like a coach who just lost to Cleveland, who hasn't won in two years. And I think even though it is a short week and you had three games in 11 days, I think both teams circled this game on their calendar as a, as a, as a win or a, a, a kind of a must-win game because if you're the Jets, think about it. You're playing lowly Cleveland. You, you got to get – you think you got to get that one. But I think we're starting to see Sam Darnold come back down to earth. He had a great game one. Everybody had the Jets in the Super Bowl. And then weeks two and three, you saw him, you know, come back to life a little bit. And, you know, kudos to the, the Browns defense. They played pretty well. They didn't give up too many big plays. And you got to think that uh, Greg Williams, their D coordinator, who's a pretty – minus his you know, uh, bounty gate scandal at New Orleans. This, I mean, Greg Williams should be a head coach somewhere in the NFL. This guy's he is, you know, one of the best defensive coordinators out there, if not the best. And you could tell his defenses were hungry. And they had a great game plan for the rookie. Uh, I believe at one point he was like four for like 16 or something like that. He was, he was not very accurate and he was just kind of throwing the ball. And, and you saw a bunch of times he threw the ball on the double and triple coverage. I was wondering like, you know, you know, what are you doing throwing the ball in there? But that's kind of his mentality. Even he had it back at USC, Andrew, where he just kind of lets the ball go. He's kind of a gunslinger. He's going to throw the ball in the coverage. If he gets picked off, it gets picked off. That's kind of what he, you know, he did back in college. So that's what happened to pros. Again, tough loss for the Jets. Three games, 11 days. That's probably the biggest test that the, the young Rook Donald's going to have all season. So the future is bright for the Jets. I think the future is bright for Cleveland. Now it's just a matter, Andrew, of seeing our other Rooks. Josh Allen, he's going to struggle down there in Buffalo, that's for sure. Uh, that team's probably the worst in the NFL. And then you got Josh Rosen out in Arizona. Also, it's probably second best. It's the second worst team in the NFL. So a lot of, a lot of challenges for these young Rooks, Andrew. But looks like they're up for the challenge and looks like the NFL is going to be in a pretty good spot in a few years. And, and the one thing I do love though, about Sam Darnold right now is he understands that he's making mistakes and he understands that he needs to work on those things. I know it's no brainer, but here's him after the game talking about the mistakes. Um, simple as that, you know, not, not acceptable the way that I played tonight. Um, I know that, but also, uh, you know, take it like a man. Um, you know, I'm just, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, responsible for, you know, some of the stagnant offense that we had. So, you know, I just, I just got to play better. Um, that's, that's really it. Um, got to find completions and, and continue to do what, what I've been doing. I love that. And that's where I want to finish the show, because I think the kid deserves credit for saying that. I think, yeah, some people could say that's a pretty obvious answer, but at the end of the day, um, I was reading a report before when I was scrolling through Twitter before the show and Rich Samini said something about how Jamal Adams just bolted out of the locker room and didn't want to talk to reporters or anything. And he wants to be a leader on the team. Well, leaders on the team stand up and they say, I made mistakes. I'm going to get better. And they understand when those things happen and when to say those things. And I don't want to kill the Jets the whole time, even though I love that they lost to the Browns. I don't want to kill him the whole time because at the end of the day, he's going to be a really good NFL player, Anthony. And I think he understands it's not the greatest lesson, but it's a huge lesson. He understands how to, how to lose. He understands how to fail. 
and get better. And I think that's the most important thing for the Jets right now. That's a little, that's a, that's kind of a, kind of sad what you told me just about Jamal Adams. Cause uh, you know, coming into the season, you know, I heard a lot of good things about him. He had a good la- he had a good year last year, and he does want to be that you know that Jets voice in the locker room. But yeah, you can't bolt after a loss. Uh, obviously, it's Cleveland, so the Jets now will be the butt of all those um, trivia questions. You know, who would the team that the Cleveland beat? Took them 634 games to get a win, but who did it? You know, so now everybody knows it's the J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> but I think we'll be I think they'll be all right. Uh, obviously, Sam Darnold, kid, the kid talks like he's a uh, a consummate pro, and he, he just started his journey, so he'll get better. Like you said, he's going to make those mistakes. That's just the net. That's just the nature of the business. We'll see how Baker does next week if he gets to start against Oakland. And uh, listen, I'm, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for Saturday. But what do you got, Andrew? I'm all pumped up for Nebraska football, baby. Can I tell you? Farmer. Can I tell you that I got to baseball practice the other day and to, to update the podcast community. I'm now the recruiting coordinator and assistant coach at Fairleigh Dickinson university in Florham, New Jersey, which I'm pumped about. And so I'm getting to know all my guys and obviously Anthony, what's one of the first things I tell everybody, oh, I got a podcast. You got to listen to the podcast. podcast. So, and make I always cry, make them subscribe. Right. So I always expect every kid to say, nah, this is, I don't want to listen to my coach's podcast. I get to practice the other day. Some kid goes, Hey coach, how, why are you ripping on Michigan like that? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Literally, what is he talking about? And then and he goes, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's like my partner picked Nebraska. He's like, hey, listen, I would have picked Nebraska too. That Tanner Farmer guy's the man. And he started talking about how he's pissed that you ripped Michigan. And I was fired up about that. And I wanted to shout him out for listening to the podcast. I was pumped about that. So you suck it, season um, blue. Suck I, I figured you'd appreciate that. Well, Ant, as it always is a pleasure on Friday morning, uh, it was more so today, as you know why I am so happy. So just to remind everybody, the Cleveland Browns beat the New York Jets 21-17, and Baker Mayfield might actually be a legit NFL quarterback. You all need to understand this is a legit talking podcast, and you need to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Social media, but... Dab podcast on both. You need to head to the website, dwabpodcast.com. And of course, our sponsors, digmenation.com, promo code digthedab18, as well as vm-sports.com. Click the Dinner with Legends ticket sign up link, use the promo code DAB, and receive 25% off. My partner is Anthony Rinaldi. Andrew. Have a hell of a day, brother. I can't wait to watch some football this weekend. It's going to be jam-packed. Get out there, folks. Listen, subscribe, download, do what you got to do. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to enjoy my Friday, folks. Have a good one. I am Andrew Romanella. This is the Friday Morning Dab. We are the Dab Podcast, and we are out.